Welcome to Inside the Pages, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. This is Pastor Carl Henderson. Our Sunday worship begins and praise begins at 9 a.m. Monday, Men's Focus at 5 p.m. Now to join in with Men Focus, you will go to Go to ConnectingTruth.org, click the uh, icon there that says Men Focus, and join in with us. Uh, express your opinion, give your testimony. It is an open forum for you to join into. On Tuesday, Bible study at 7 p.m. And on Saturdays, you can find us on KKLA, that is 99.5 on the radio dial, or KKLA.com, where the Word of God is being proclaimed. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. One thing for sure, unequivocal, and as we uh, enjoy this year of Jubilee and walking in the spirit of excellence, that Jesus is Lord. We pray that as you have tuned in and those that will tune in later, that you will be prayerful as we are certainly praying for you. Matter of fact, we're getting ready to pray right now and afterwards we'll have our scripture reading. And mighty God, I am excited about the Lord. You know, uh, let, me, let me share this with you as we go into prayer. Sometime your opposition, it's something to rejoice over. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your grace. We honor you, Lord God, for your presence in this place. We honor you, Lord God, for your will is being carried out through your goodness. Lord God, And we pray and ask that you would bless each one that is under the sound of my voice. Lord God, bless those that will be tuning in later. Lord God, through the different uh, medias that are being used to proclaim your word. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, uh, every individual to walk in the spirit of obedience. We pray against procrastination. We pray against slowfulness. We pray against uh, spirits of disobedience. Lord God, help us to line up with your word. Help us to walk according to your will, Lord. Not our will, but your will supersede. Let your word have preeminence in our lives, Lord. Father, we pray and ask these blessings in the name of Jesus. Touch those that are sick in their body. Lord, touch those, Lord God, that would be in service and cannot because of measures beyond their control at this time. Lord Jesus, but nothing is out of your control. Lord God, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord Jesus, those that are faithful, Lord Jesus, and those that are supporting ministry. Lord God, we ask that you would bless in the mighty name of Jesus. 
Lord, as we lift you up, as we glorify your name, Lord God, we'll be careful, Lord Jesus, to live a life, Lord God, that is acceptable and pleasing in your sight. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible says, and those that believe continue daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Psalms 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise him in the pharaohments of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with, with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the sorcery and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the string instruments and organs. Praise him with the hot with the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high sounding cymbals. That everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Amen. And that's that's what we're here to do. We are here to give God praise, to magnify him. And most of not just we're not just uh, to make an audible sound, but our praise is demonstrative. I'm not talking about running around the church. That's fine. You know, if you, if you, I feel like running sometimes, you know, and I do run sometimes because that I, I feel just won't, I'm so overwhelmed and rejoicing and expressing um, praise unto the Lord. Yeah, maybe you feel like dancing sometimes. You know, but most of all, we're going to live a life that gives praise unto God. Live a life. That means when you're in secret, there's nobody else around and you 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 uh, doing your thing, that your thing is giving gives praise unto God. When you lay down at night, as you exalt him uh, in your sleep. When you find yourself drifting and wondering and your mind going into areas that it should not be going, you, you uh, what is it, uh, throw a lasso out there and grab it and draw back in and put yourself in check so that you can give praise unto God. And, and so that's what we're here and that's what we're about this morning. I'm excited about the Lord. It's been uh, uh, some type of night. I don't know what you may have dealt with you know, or what you may have had to press to get to where you are at this moment. But understand this, that there are those days that you're going to have to press. You're going to have to push. You're going to have to fight. You know, we are, this is a war of the anointed. And, and I, I, the Lord said the same, I'll touch on that again. But this is a war of the anointed. Now, uh, I don't take that and run with it and, and, and claim that and pencil that in on everything. Some things is not a war of anointed. It's just you. And, and so you got to crucify that flesh. You have to bring things into subjection, every thought and everything that is disobedient unto the Lord. Well, we're going to go on uh, further into our service and I'm excited about the word of God. And, and, and so, but you know, as always, we want to acknowledge him and let him know how we feel. And the only way that can be done is if you open your mouth up 
and give him a praise. Let him know how you feel. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to let him know how we feel. Let the Lord know how you feel about him, how wonderful he is to you. Mighty God, bless your Lord Jesus. Bless your Lord God. Can't nobody tell him. Can't nobody love him like you. Bless your Lord. The songwriter said, I love you, Lord. I love you. Bless you, Jesus. Not only do I love you, but mighty God. I 
Understand how much God appreciates you telling him that from your own voice, your own heart, your words, not the words of, of another singer, you know, you know, like the Hallmark card. We could we can always buy a Hallmark card and read it to someone and, and it may be uh, it may express the things that you, exactly what you wanted to say. But then those words that you express may not be perfect, may not at times be uh, filled with correct grammar, but it's your voice, your voice speaking to the one you love. Is your voice speaking to the one you appreciate? Is your voice speaking and letting them know that how I feel about you and what I think about you. And, you know, and the thing about relationship is that they get it. You know, we have our own vernacular. We have our own way of talking to one another. And that's what's so unique about friendship. You know, uh, friends can almost look at, can look at one another and get the same message. Understand from just in a, 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 a twinkle in the eye, uh, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, 
and just that expression, that facial, the body language, friends is in tune with one another. You know, we're in tune and we're working to stay in tune with God and, and with his body language. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're, we're staying in tune with him and his body. Is that right? We stand in tune uh, with him and his, his body language. And so we're going to go on into the word of God. I'm not going to bore your patience, but, you know, I, as I said earlier, I'm excited about the Lord. The Lord is blessing. And as uh, people are tuning in to the radio station, we have the podcast that uh, that is uh, has taken ground, taken root and has grown uh, on Sunday mornings, um, Monday afternoons on Tuesdays. And then there's the radio broadcast that is going forth, you know, and, and the whole purpose, the goal is to do the will of God. The whole purpose and the goal is to not limit God and his ability and what God has given us to do. You know, there's, uh, you know, they, they say there's a will, there is a way. And certainly we are excited about the will of God and, and, and doing his will. Let your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. Now, we're in the book of Revelation on uh, this morning, as we were yes, last week, too, on Daniel on Tuesdays. And for those that are that will tune in on Monday at 5 p.m., whether you're driving or, you know, whatever the hour time is, the time difference, it might be 8 p.m. on the East Coast. You know, we're having a discussion and we're talking about uh, the four pillars of a man's heart. Now, we're, we're not sticking to any particular rules and guidelines, but let me tell you, it's, it's real for the real. And so we we dealing with subjects and we're not dealing with easy topics. We're building up uh, into some and, and swimming out into some deep waters. But you want to join in on that. And you can dial in. Uh, you can also uh, email us at focus at connectingtruth.org and, um, and submit questions that you might, or thoughts, or even give your testimony. You know, as we have been in the book of Revelation, someone sent me, uh, uh, sent me an email. Um, they went to the website connectingtruth.org. They clicked on the communication tab there and sent some information over. And I appreciate it, uh, you know, uh, what, they, what they were saying. You know, so it, nothing goes unnoticed. We're, we're checking things out. We're listening. And so I just want to encourage you to join in with us on Mondays uh, on To The Men Focus. Uh, ladies, it's not exclusive um, because there are queens. God made male and female, and he gave them dominion. He didn't give dominion to just a man. He gave dominion to both and said, be fruitful and multiply. Uh, Adam was not going to be fruitful and multiply by himself. Is that right? He wasn't going to be fruitful and multiply by himself. And so God gave him uh, a help me. And so, gentlemen, you know that she is a help to you. And, and so you need help and you need to recognize where your help come from it's not just coming it came from the lord he he reached and he gave 
Adam his own anesthesia. And Adam was, was when he woke up, there she was, a helper, somebody that would give him balance, somebody would help him carry out and do what God wants to be done. And, and so uh, as we turn to the book of Revelation, the 19th chapter, beginning at the 10th verse, it's Revelation 19, 10. Uh, in your device, I have my paperback. I love reading paperback because I like writing notes. I like writing all over the book. You know, if you pick up some of my books, you'll find that there is, I'm going to call it etching. I've etched all over the place. And, you know, you ever go back and read something that you wrote down? Uh, maybe you wrote it down in your college days or if you're in college, maybe your high school days and you look at it and it's like, man, I wrote that. It's, it's undistinguishable at times, you know, but at that moment that you wrote it, you know, a days afterwards, you understood exactly what you wrote. But <laughs> you go back now and it's, it's like, what? What is that? And so we're, we're in the book of Revelation. Now, let me tell you something. I'm excited about what we're getting ready to, to, um, to dive into right now at this moment. And I'm going to tell you, if you know someone that needs it, I, I think everyone needs to hear this. So you ought to uh, send a link to them and tell them to join in uh, to what is about to be uh, talked about. And you'll find out why in just a moment here. And so Revelation 19 and 10, you ought to text someone, tell them to tune in, let them know they don't want to, they want to hear this. They want to hear this. Revelation 19, 10 says, and I fell at his feet to worship him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. I am your fellow servant. I fell at his feet to worship him. I fell at his feet to give him adoration, to tell him how marvelous he was, how great thou art. You know, my godfather used to sing that, how great thou art. I fell at his feet to tell him how beautiful and how much I loved him. And he said unto me, see thou do it not. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Stop what you're about to do. He said, I'm your fellow servant. I'm your peer. I'm your brother, I'm your sister, I'm your fellow servant. And of thy brethren that have the testimony of Jesus. Worship God. Worship God. Who should we be worshiping? We should be worshiping God. Thank you, sir. We should be, matter of fact, come sit up here so we can so we can hear you a little bit. This is my Bible answer question guy. We should be worshiping who? God. God. We should be worshiping God. Should we be worshiping anybody else? 
we should be worshiping God. For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. If you want to know what his testimony is, history, we call it history, but we can also say his story is the spirit of prophecy. Want to talk about what I saw next. What I saw next. I believe what John saw next was I would think was such a surprise unexpected because everything that he was seeing in this panoramic view was unexpected. I was on the Isle of Patmos for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I was caught up. I saw vision. I received a message uh, to send to the other churches, seven churches of Asia, some that were in the, a few, 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 thank you, that was in the will of God and the rest of them needed some fine tuning. They needed to get some things in order and I was given the message to give to them. But while I was there, I saw some things that, that caused me to fall prostate and prostate and uh, to fall down, to freeze up. There was nothing I could do except fear because the vision that I saw was very dreadful. I saw things that would happen in a day and time that I had never seen before. Similar to Daniel. Daniel saw things that would happen in a day and time that he would not be present. The Lord told Daniel, said that um, by uh, the, the messenger, excuse me, the messenger that came to Daniel told him that by the time these things happen, and I'm paraphrasing this, by the time all of this occurs, you will be asleep. You, you won't be here. There are things that have occurred that God told maybe your grandmother, your grandfather, or, you know, your, uh, your loved one in the family history on the family tree. And it has come to pass, but they're not here to partake of it. They're not here as that recipient, but they saw it and they believed God and they rejoiced over it. They proclaimed it. They continued to talk about it, whether people believed it or not. Mighty God. What I saw next, while I have a few, personally, I have a few scriptures that, that I really loved and enjoy. This is one of them, Revelation 19 10. One of my favorites, personally. It paints a picture of an individual that was 
that was not and is. So he was, was not, and is. And, and so let, let, let me say that again. That he was, and he was not, and he is. The presence of his fellow servant is astounding. It's astounding. And I need you to, to really be with me here. This was amazing. Now, John had seen saints. He's seen them under the altar, praising God, asking questions. When would these things be? But now, here it is, someone has walked up to him. And John is about to bow down and worship this individual. And he stops him and says, no, I am your fellow servant. Now, needless to say, John thought this was someone to be worshipped. Needless to say, he thought this was the Lord. Now, think about John's description of the Lord. Huh. Thank you, Jesus. Think about what John said when he saw the Lord. He was illuminated. His feet shine like bronze. His eyes were like a flame of fire. Hmm. His hair. His hair was so awesome. I'm going to put it that way. <laughs> His hair was awesome. Mm-hmm. Now... <laughs> Uh, you're gonna have to go <laughs> you're gonna have to go back and read Daniel's description of the ancient of days to understand what I'm saying. And so John sees this individual and his appearance was awesome. His appearance was what? His appearance was awesome. Mm -hmm. To the extent that John thought he was someone else. And wanted to worship him. John was not confused about worship. He was not confused of who should receive the glory. Because when they were on the mountain of transfiguration, mm -hmm, and the and they were overshadowed by the cloud, and they saw Moses and Elijah speaking unto the Lord, Peter said, It's it's good that we were here. Matter of fact, why don't we set up three tabernacles, you know, to worship and and, and they heard a voice say, no, I'm still paraphrasing. No, we're not going to do that. You should not do that. But 
And when the cloud dissipated, when it was gone, they saw Jesus alone. So they knew that worship, honor, glory belongs unto Christ. So John in his in this moment is thinking that he is in the presence of and goes to bow down to work. When you find yourself in the presence of the Lord, do you bow down and worship him? You know, do you bow down and worship him? Mighty God. Some churches have are, are built on a song and dance. I'm going to I'm going to this church tonight because we gonna man, we gonna when we go there, we just shout, we just dance, we just praise God, and that's that that's good. Because after you finish shouting, after you finish uh dancing, when the drums have stopped, when the organ has turned off, when all the when the lights is off, do you live a sanctified life? Or did you just go to a party? Some are just going to a party. Others are living a sanctified life. Do you go in and come out to say? The answer for some is yes. For others is no. We're not against praising God. The Bible encourages us to be demonstrative. Let them praise his name in a dance. And so it's all right to dance in the presence of the Lord. And you don't have to wait until uh, you in a service to rejoice in God. I don't. When I feel that 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 gospel groove, I'm going to put it like that. And no matter where I am, I'm going to rejoice. I'm not ashamed of rejoicing and praising God. Just like people are not ashamed of, uh, well, let me, let me, let me, let me, let me go this way with it. Just like we were not ashamed of the things that we did before we, the Lord, goodness drew us to repentance. We were not ashamed of the things that we did, whether we were trying to sneak and do it or if we were doing it publicly. We were not ashamed of who. What we were doing, because we was doing, we wasn't doing it alone. We was doing it with somebody. We weren't ashamed. So why would I, why would you be ashamed to be in an aisle and just give God some praise? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Why would you be ashamed that when you feel a, a, a little spark and you just want to, whatever, you know, I don't, I don't know what you would call it, but let's, you just want to pat your feet, clap your hand, whatever you, what is demonstrative. And though you not in uh, the four walls of the building, the, what we call church. To give him that praise in that moment. Hmm. So the psalmist said, let them praise his name in the dance. Let them sing praises unto him with a timbrel and harp. Some of you heard the story of David. You recall at this moment that and David danced before the Lord with all his might. And David was girded 
with a loin of effort. David was praising God. And so David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting. So this was the reason they were praising him. They had went and recovered something uh, that belonged to God to put it back in its place. When we put things in its place, when we remember what's right, when we remember what needs to be, we give God praise. And so with the shout of the trumpet, they were lifting their voices and they were shouting. There was a physical demonstration of joy. He was rejoicing not because the minister or the singer said, get up. Come on, y'all, get up and give God some praise. Come on, y'all, you ought to give God. You didn't come. You ought to praise the Lord. He wasn't praising him because of that. He was praising him because there was something that was moving on the inside already. You know, I, I'm, I'm offended by those that you go to a gospel concert and they've already practiced their dance. They've already practiced their shout and they've already practiced, you know, the drums playing and, and, and what they're trying to do is provoke you to get up and to do the same. But when there is a true anointing, when there is a true movement of God, you don't have to provoke because we will be led by the move of his spirit. Is that right? We'll be led into the presence of the Lord. And so uh, we should be able to rejoice Daily, because I'm doing what is right. First Timothy four eight, beginning at eight verse says, "For bodily exercise profited little, but godliness, but godliness is profitable unto all things." Having promise of the life that now is, this life. There's promises in this life that now is, and of that which is to come. John is talking to someone that believed in the promise that was in his day and the promise that was to come. Now he says that is a faithful saying. And worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach. Because we trust in the living God. When you're doing what's right. Understand something now that, that you're going to deal with some things. When you're doing what is right. Uh, last night I, I, after the broadcast I, I laid down. Now, throughout the day, I kind of, as long as it, I was chilling and wasn't doing anything, I felt like going to sleep. I told myself, no, you can't go to sleep now. When it was time to go to bed, I, my sleep, I was deprived of sleep. It was gone, and it felt like for hours that I was wrestling with trying to sleep after the broadcast. And I had to pray 
and call upon the Lord to go to sleep. I knew that that was a fight that was occurring. You're going to deal with some things when you're doing something right. John meets a fellow servant who was, was not, and is. That fits right here, especially for those that believe. It's not clear where this individual once lived, when they lived. We don't know what city they were from, the state, or anything about them who his parents were, nothing about his previous employment, social status, or anything else. What is clear is that he made it in. What is clear is that uh, he lived according to the will of God. He made it plain. I am your fellow servant. Can you say that this morning? Can you tell your friends? Can you tell those that you associate with? Can you tell those that are, are next to you? And uh, Can you tell anyone? I am your fellow servant, mighty God. And I, uh, your co-worker, you know, can you tell you I got you? Can you tell them you can depend on me? I know and understand what the needs and what needs to be done to get the job done. I'm here for you. Can you tell them that you are their fellow servant. As a servant, I know who I am. And you should know who you are. You should know who you're serving. We know that we cannot serve two masters. We only can serve one or the other. You know, we're not multitasking this. You know, that 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 catchphrase, I call it a catchphrase that, you know, we, we multitask. No, you do not multitask. You prioritize. You either gonna love one or you gonna hate the other. Those that got one foot in and one foot out, you really out, you out. You cannot be saved with one foot in and one foot out. As a servant, the Bible said, remember the word that I say unto you. The servant is not greater than his Lord. This individual understood that I'm not greater than, than Christ. I'm your fellow servant. We're going to keep things in his right place. We're going to keep things in his right perspective. And so out of all that John had gone through, boiled in oil, left on the Isle of Patmos to die, receiving now receiving the revelation of Jesus Christ, sending letters to the churches of Asia, watching the rewards of the just and the unjust, he personally meets Someone. This, this is just so awesome to me. He meets someone. He met the Lord, and that was great. That was awesome. Not diminishing in any kind of way. But you know, it is something when you run into that individual that has been where you've been, done what you've done, you see the change in their life. 
out of all the promises, here it is a testimony from someone that says, I received it. I believed it, I received it, and I obtained it. Mighty God, it's only your flesh that will cause you to try to refute that. Rebellious, that's rebellion in your flesh. Mighty God, mm -hmm. that's pride in your flesh that will cause you, that will cause you to resist and fight against that testimony when you meet someone that says, I have overcome. He meets a fellow servant with a testimony that said, I made it. When the chips were down, I made it. When nothing seemed to be going right, I made it. When I was criticized and ostracized, I made it. I held on to the testimony of Jesus Christ. I believe God's faithfulness. All we know about this individual is that he said, I am your fellow servant who have held on to the testimony of our Lord and Savior. Are you holding on to the testimony of your Lord and your Savior this morning? Deuteronomy 31 and 6 says, Be strong and have a good courage. Fear not, nor be afraid of them. For the Lord thy God he it is that doeth go with thee. He will not fail thee nor forsake thee. When my strength was used up and courage wanted to flee, when fear tried to take residence, I remembered the word of God said, don't allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. Don't allow it to happen. Don't allow it to happen. Sometimes you got to tell yourself the word of God says don't allow that to happen and resist it. John, I know what it means to go through and to come out. Uh, maybe you're going through uh, something and it seems hopeless. Thoughts running everywhere. No one to talk to. I, I want you to know I'm your fellow servant this morning. I'm your fellow servant. I I'm uh, your gospel brother and holding on to the testimony of Jesus Christ. Uh, you might be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They uh, could see the fire. They saw what was ahead of them. They saw what they were about to go through. They saw the fire heating up, but remained steadfast, unmovable. It took a Faith walk. We talk about walking with faith when we when we want to buy a car. We talk about walking with faith when we want a, a residence or you know we're looking for a job. We talk about having faith. Well, what about when we're standing in the in the and right in front of peril, right in front of the flames of fire that you have seen? Oh my God! It took some faith. I realized after Bible class on Tuesday night that it takes faith. And not that I didn't know this, but there was something that God dropped in my spirit. It takes faith 
Now, there are different kinds of faith. And I'm not going to stay right there. We'll come back to that. There is uh, faith to be saved. Faith to, to heal and be healed. There's faith to give and to receive. I'm going to start right there with it. The spirit of the Lord began to minister concerning some things. There is the gift of faith. And you don't buy the gift of faith. You don't walk into the store. You don't walk into any uh, Ephesus. You don't walk into any place and buy the gift of faith. You don't unlock it from your inner being. No, we're going to unlock the gift of faith in you this morning. No, we're not. Not here at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. No. It's not unlocked in you. It is a selected and given gift. Corinthians 12, uh, 1, 11 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, I would not have you ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles carried away unto dumb idols, even as ye were led. Whereas I give you to understand that no man speaketh by the spirit of God, call of Jesus, a curse. And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are divers, diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it is the same God that worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit. For to one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom. God gives this to whom he wants to give it to. To another, the word of knowledge by the same spirit. God gives that to whom he wants to give it to. To another, faith by the same spirit. He gives that. Everyone has not that gift. To another, the gift of healing, working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits. I was speaking when someone asked, asked about gifts, they said they have the discerning of spirits, but they could not discern the spirit. We just grab things sometimes. If it's a gift, it's going to show up and it operates under the auspicism of the Holy Ghost. To another, diverse kinds of tongues, the interpretation of tongues, those that want to you, you walk into the service and everybody is speaking in tongues, there is should be an interpretation of the tongues. I asked someone, what was they saying uh, when they spoke, when they were speaking in tongues and they said, I don't know. Matter of fact, they became offended at the fact that I asked them that, even though the scripture tells us that you need to seek for interpretation of those things so that there's edification. That's why I love teaching to provide edification. But all these work if that one and the self-same spirit. Let me clarify something here. I'm not against the move of the Holy Ghost. And, and as God moves upon speaking in tongues uh, on the day of Pentecost was the evidence that they received the Holy Ghost. And it was the evidence that Cornelius' house received the Holy Ghost. It's an evidence. And without that evidence, you're just making a 
a claim on something that with no evidence. I can say I own that house next door. And yeah, the house right next on the other side of the parking lot, I own that house. But if I don't have a claim, if I don't have any documentation, if I don't have any proof, then all I'm doing is just is just barking out words. Listen, I'm 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 winding down here. A matter of fact, I'm I'm mighty God. But can you see what John is seeing? Can you understand the experience that now the testimony he's going to have? I met one of the saints that made it over. Not from a distance, but I stood in their presence. Mighty God. I didn't have their name. I didn't have nothing, no, nothing else about them except the fact that they said, I'm your fellow. How marvelous did this person look? How glorified was them? Saints, understand something. When we are caught up, we are receiving a glory. The Bible says that now we are the sons of God and it does not yet appear what we shall be. But when he shall appear, we shall be like him. And what does that mean? We're going to be like him. Now, I know that everybody can run and, and have a lot of the Bible said there is no private interpretation. So I'll let you run with that. But this individual, this individual, this brother that John is seeing. John couldn't even recognize you are. I know we like to say that when I get I, I don't say this, but. But there are those that I've heard say, I'm going to, when I get there, my father's going to be there. My mother's going to be there. You know, and I'm, oh, my God. I don't think you're going to recognize your mother, your father, as, you, as, as the individuals that you saw, your brother, sister, whomever you're thinking about, your friends, your granny, as you saw them here on earth because they will have a glorified body. Not only glorified body, but a name that no one knows except they tell you their new name. I'm going to have to stop. I'm going to stop. Come on, Sanctuary. I'm going to have to stop. Mighty God. But this is something to think about. And certainly something that I'm not finished with. Bless your Lord Jesus. Mighty God. Listen, if you are not in a church home. If you have, maybe the enemy have told you that, that you don't need, you know, you don't have to go to church to be saved. Well, those that didn't believe Noah didn't get an ark either. Mighty God, bless your name, Jesus. Bless your Lord, God. You need to be in a church of truth or power church that is where your soul can be fed you know no fluff you don't need no fluff you need substance mighty God you need what God has and what he wants to give you for the saving of your soul bless you Jesus you're going to need it 
You need it today. You need it right now in this moment. You need it. You need what God has for you. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish. You need that. You need it. Bless you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your word this morning. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. We thank you, Lord God, for what you are going to do to give you glory and to give you honor and praise in the name of Jesus. Lord, guide your people, Lord God. Give them, Lord Jesus, hearts of obedience to walk according to your will. Lord Jesus, guide them to the church to be planted, be fed. In Jesus' name. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away.
Pastor Carl Henderson of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. You know, before we sign off, I, I need to give this to you. We are in the dispensation of grace. Hallelujah. I, I feel that dance right now. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We are in the dispensation of grace. We're in the dispensation of grace. The dispensation of grace is going to, as we come to a certain point, the eschatology of things, there is going to be a movement. And we've talked about, and I've talked about this, um, how, what John saw and how he met his fellow servant. And I've often said our assignments is just beginning when we exit, when we enter into, onto the other side. But I want you to know that in this dispensation, as we, as we are, as this dispensation comes to a climax, the Bible said many have entertained angels unaware. I want you to know that that's going to be an increase, that spiritual presence and the and the and those those messengers are not coming to give you substance such as cars, houses, lands and that, but they are coming to give direction for those that are heirs of salvation. 
heirs of salvation. So I'm saying it now so that you don't think it's strange when you have that visitation, when you have that dream that that when you dream that dream or have that vision and then you're able to get up and to see it, uh, go back into the scripture and confirm that it is true. God does not send rhema. He does not send revelation or anything without it being justified in the scripture. All of everything that you see and those that give a prophetic word, it should you should be able to find it in the word of God. Bless your Lord. Be blessed, live saved, live holy. We're going into our Sunday school lesson at this time. God bless you. We'll be back on Monday for Men Focus and then on Tuesday for Bible class in the book of Daniel.